Okay, so um, we are kicking off another challenge today, and this is one that you can use uh, your journal for as well. So we have journals for you. Hopefully you grabbed one either on Christmas Eve or today you can grab one. If you're online, you can find one. There's a digital version online, um, but we also want you to have a physical copy. There's something about a physical copy that's helpful. Um, our January challenge is simple, and this is awesome that you're in the room today. Uh, there's, there's 31 chapters of Proverbs. So Proverbs is a, a little book in the Old Testament of the Bible, and it's full of statements of just wisdom statements. So regardless of where you are on the faith spectrum, even if you're someone who's like, I don't even know that there is a God, all the way to someone who's been following Jesus and committed to faith for a long time in your life, there is incredible wisdom in the book of Proverbs. So 31 chapters, 31 days in January, could you read just one chapter of Proverbs a day and pull out one verse that jumps out at you? So I pulled out two this morning um, that, that just, and I'm gonna let you choose for me which one I'm gonna write down in my journal today, okay? So here's the two verses that I picked out from Proverbs chapter one. The first one is this, fear or in, in, in the Hebrew, you could translate that awe of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Now, that's a pretty good little mark of wisdom for us is that fools despise wisdom, like we turn our back on it. That makes us foolish. So that's the first one. The second proverb that jumped out at me was this, such is the fate of all who are greedy, it robs them of life. So in other words, greed robs us of life. Little proverb, little bit of wisdom there. Which one do you think I should write down in the book? How many of you say number one? Okay, how many of you say number two? Oh my goodness, it's like, well, I think number one wins. Okay, so I'm gonna write that one in mine. Which one are you gonna write in yours? Which proverb? Read it before you choose. Like, read that chapter. See what I'm doing here? I'm like tricking you into reading it. Um, start today, and 31 days, you've got 31 chapters, and it'll be good. Okay, so what we're going to talk about over the next five weeks, during this, this month, we're going to talk about wisdom, and we're going to talk about how to make better decisions in life, which will lead to fewer regrets. We all want that, right? You want to make a better decision, and you want to have fewer regrets in life. And as I was thinking about this, I, I started thinking about all the bad decisions, I, or many of the bad decisions, maybe not all of them. I, I was thinking about a lot of the bad decisions I've made in life and the regrets that I have from those bad decisions. Let me ask you, what do you think the common denominator in all of my bad decisions has been? Greed, pride, me, exactly. <laughs> I am the common denominator in all of my bad decisions. And I know this about you. You are the common denominator in all your bad decisions as well. You don't have to get mad about it. It's just like the truth, Penny. <laughs> now, um, we are the common denominator. None of us want to make bad decisions. None of us want to live with regrets in life, but we're the common denominator. And if we're the common denominator, it's important for us to dig in a little bit and understand how we make decisions, why we make the decisions that we do, and how can we set ourselves up to make some better decisions in life. Does that make sense? So for the next five weeks, we're gonna look at God's wisdom, 
We're going to dig into some questions. Much of this was built around a book written by Andy Stanley called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. Crazy how we got that title. And uh, the beauty of the series is you actually don't need to go buy the book. We're going we're gonna to give you the Cliff Notes version and really dig in at a level that you don't need the book. I'm sure Andy will be upset that I said that, but I heard him say the same thing to his church, so I'm going to say it to you. You don't need to buy the book. If you want to, you can. You can dig in a little bit more. Okay, so let's make some decisions this morning. Kids, this is where you can jump in and help us out as well. And I want you to think about how you make the decision that you make. Now, I don't want it to affect your decision. You choose what you choose. Choose the first thing that you think when you see these pictures, this or that. Here we go. Which one are you going to choose, this or that? Which one you got? How, how many are Pepsi people? That's disgusting. How many are water people? You're not going to drink either one. Yeah, there we go. January 1st crowd. So when I was growing up in Alabama, Pepsi didn't even exist. We thought it was a foreign kind of a thing. Like Coke in Alabama was everything. In fact, that's why we called everything Coke. Everything's Coke. And now we've even, in our family, that's what we've called, you call it pop or soda or whatever you call it. We call it Coke. And every now and then my kids will ask one of the servers, like, what kind of Coke do you have? And they always look at my kids funny. And I'm like, they just mean what kind of soda do you have? It's all the same. It's all Coke. So, okay, so you got that one. That one's easy. Here's the second one. Which one, this or that? I told you, I don't want you to, like, first, how many, cake? How many fruit? How many of you are choosing fruit because it's January 1st? <laughs> Be honest. So the cake here, this is a peanut butter chocolate cake that was made by Tara Hahn, if you know Tara, who's a part of our church. And she called me a couple years ago and she said, I'm testing a new recipe, would you like to taste it? I said, do you have any fruit? That's a picture of her at my house, me eating that cake. Yes, that's the piece that I cut and took for myself. Okay, here's another one, this or that. We're almost done, this or that. Super Bowl, Broadway. How many Super Bowl? How many are going to the Super Bowl? How many are going to Broadway? Oh, it's split pretty good, 50-50. Interesting how our upbringing and our taste, the things that we enjoy, influence the decisions that we make. Okay, here's another one, this or that. Now, some of you might not know the differences here. They're both red trucks or kind of orangish trucks. One of them uses gas, one of them uses electricity. We got gas, the Ford Raptor, we've got a Rivian, electricity. How many of you are going with an electric truck? No. Not many. How many of you think electricity and trucks don't go together? Yeah. You've got to have the gas truck. Okay. See? Now, how you make that decision, why you make that decision, if they were the same price, that's an important thing to think through. How are we making these decisions? Now, I'm stepping on some toes. So let's go to an easier decision. Here we go. Last one. This or that? Oh my goodness, this is a tough one. How many of you are going there? Beach, yeah. How many of you are going to Banff? How many of you are gonna take a stop in Banff on your way to Hawaii? <laughs> Let's make that trip this year. Yes, uh, how do we make decisions? What are the things that we, we work through in our minds 
What are the things that impact our decisions? And if we don't know that, we'll just make decisions that will end up leading to some sort of regret in life. Here's bottom line statement today is this, that my life will move in the direction of my decisions. My life is going to move in the direction of my decisions. The decisions you are making in life are moving you on a path. They're moving you in a certain direction. Now, um, not just that, that, that's a helpful statement, but I want to go a little bit deeper, and I, and I, want to, I, I want to encourage you just to lean in just for a second and think about this. Your decision, these four things, your decisions that you're making in life are, are doing these things. They're determining the direction of your life, so the path that you're moving in is a result of the decisions you're making, but also the, your character is being shaped by your decisions, Who you are becoming, not just where you're going, but who you are becoming is shaped by the kind of decisions you make. This or that isn't just a a blank decision, it's it's shaping the character of your soul. Not just that, but it's also impacting the quality of your relationships. Every decision you make impacts the quality of of the relationships all around you, whether that's at work or at home or with friends, family, all of that. The quality of those relationships. And then finally, and we're going we're gonna to dig into this one a little bit during the series, but the lasting story of your life, th- that's your legacy. Your decisions today, whether or not you know it, are creating a story that will be told long after you're gone. Your, your decisions aren't just private decisions. Did you know that? Your decisions have public consequences and probably more important just than the public, the big picture public, is your decisions that you're making have family consequences that will last far beyond you. And it's so important to understand that our decisions, our, our decisions are creating pathways, they're creating character, they're impacting relationships, and, and they're, they're impacting the story that will be told. Um, I think it was Andy Stanley said this, that every decision you make uh, is, a, is a, oh no, Craig said this, is a vote for your future. You're voting, you're, the decisions you make are voting for your future, what kind of future you're gonna have. And so those decisions aren't like, they're not just these, these passing moments in your life, they're actually creating something in the future and we all want fewer regrets. Here are the challenges. Here's some of the challenges to the decisions. Decision fatigue is a real thing. Can I get an amen in the room from the last four years? We have this decision fatigue, and not just because of the circumstances that our world has been walking through, but we have decision fatigue, especially in this culture, because we have too many options. I have too many options. I go to my closet in the morning, and there's just too many things to choose from. A lot of people don't have that. It's, it's why some of the, mo- the, the, the most successful leaders take away certain decisions in their life. They do the same thing every morning so that they don't have to have another decision to be made. So many of us are dealing with decision fatigue and it's, it, it's creating in us an inability to make good decisions. We just want to get it over with. Um, we have fear of mistakes and regrets. Now what's interesting is some of our personalities one of these will, will impact our personalities in different ways. Some of us have these fear of regrets, and so we, we, we're paralyzed 
And we can't make decisions because we're so nervous of making the wrong decision that we just don't want, and we just want someone else to make the decision. Um, my wife, Robin, is awesome. She's like my favorite person. It's good. She, she never wants to choose where we go to dinner. And there are times that I come home and I just have decision fatigue and I'm like, I don't want to make any decisions and we're go we, we already decide we're going to go out to dinner so we haven't created anything at home. And so I'm like, can you just decide? And she's like, I just don't want to decide. Why? Because someone might not like it. I'm like, like who? Like, you know what you and I like. And she's like, but one of the kids might not like it. And I'm like, who cares about the kids? Like, <laughs> they'll figure it out. They'll be fine. And she just doesn't want to make a decision that's going to hurt somebody else or that somebody's not going to be happy with. So she has this inability sometimes to make decisions, especially about where we eat. Um, temporary emotions can cloud wisdom. And what we're walking in in a moment can cause us to make decisions. It's why you should never make big life decisions when you're emotionally worn down. You just shouldn't. Be because those temporary emotions will, make, will have huge impact on who you become, where you end up. Um, some of us have this desire to please the people around us, and so our, our decision-making is difficult because we just want everyone around us to, to, to be happy. And then um, here's the big one. Here's the big one. I think some of us, why it's so difficult to make decisions is because we haven't created a list of priorities in our life and been very clear about why and how we will make those decisions. And so our challenge for today, the big question that we're gonna wrestle with today that will get us there has to do with integrity. Now, um, Jesus is the master of questions. Jesus, oftentimes, when someone asked him a question, he would turn around with a question to get people thinking. It's one of the things that counselors, have you ever been to a counselor and you just want the counselor to tell you what to do? You're like, can you just tell me what to do? I'm paying you a lot of money so you'll tell me what to do. And the great counselors just ask great questions because great questions can lead to better decisions. It's why counselors are taught to dig in with some really good questions that help us get to the heart of the matter. Jesus, at one point, asked this question that I think um, you should highlight in your Bible, even if you're not sure who Jesus is, if you're not sure if you have faith in Jesus, I think this is a great question for you to write down. What good is it if you gain the entire world but lose your soul in the process? Isn't that a great question? What good is it if, if, you, if you make some decisions to gain a lot and fill in the blank, money, women, men, fame, whatever, fill in the blank, what good is it if you gain all of that, but in the process, you've lost your soul? You've lost who you really are. There's no good in that. So Jesus asked this question to get us thinking, and I think the, the, the concept here is, is all built around integrity, Here's what integrity is. It's the quality of being honest or the state of being whole and undivided, that the inside matches the outside. That who we are on the inside is reflected in the decisions that we make and, and the, the life that we're living out here. And so if you're about to drift off, kids, I, I need you to help your parents wake up just for a second. Nudge them, punch them. No, don't punch them. Um, if you're about to drift off, this is the question of the day. 
that could impact your decisions in a really healthy way. And here it is. Am I being honest with myself? It's a great question. When you, when you have a moment to make especially a large decision in your life, to, to step back, to pause, and ask the question, am I being honest with myself here? If I'm being, am, am, I, am I being really honest with myself? Um, Brene Brown, she said this, that our rational grown-up selves are really good liars. <laughs> Isn't this true, adults? We get really good at convincing ourselves of things that we know are not true. And we make decisions based on that. Am I being honest with myself? When, when, I'm, when I have a big decision to make, am I being honest about why I'm making this decision? Or am I simply selling myself on something? Am I selling myself on something that I know is not true? Our grown-up selves, we're really good liars, especially internally. Um, in the Old Testament, Jeremiah was a prophet. And Jeremiah was in a season when there were a lot of uh, kings. Uh, he goes through this little season where there's some kings who do what is right and honest, and then kings who do what is dishonorable and not right in the eyes of the Lord is what the scripture says. And one of the ways that Jeremiah begins to work this out, and I think this is true in our day, he says this, that the heart, the human heart, is the most deceitful of all things. How encouraging is that on January 1st, 2023, the heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. And I think what Jeremiah is trying to dig into is uh, in, in, a, in a world that pulls us in many different directions, in a world where we begin to believe that it is okay to set aside priorities or set aside the things that we hold to be most valuable. And in that world, the heart has an ability to deceive us if we're not careful and if we're not honest with ourselves. Does that make sense? Are you still with me? The heart can be a very deceitful um, decision maker. Jesus, back to Jesus, and I'm gonna come back to Jesus as much as possible because I think he leads us along a path of life. Here's what he says about the heart. He says, a tree can be identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. For whatever is in your heart will determine what you say. A person will produce good things from the treasury of a good heart. And likewise, a person will bring about evil from an evil heart. Does that, does that make sense? The heart will begin to shape what we say and what we do. And here's really, really important when it comes to decision making, is that we cannot build lives of integrity built on foundations of lies. And some of us have been lying to ourselves for a really long time. I bet it got really quiet when I just said that. Some of you are like, I can't believe I came to church today to hear that. If we're not honest with ourselves, we're always, we're, it's always gonna lead us to bad decisions and more regrets in lives. And so the first step, this, I, this, this, this concept of integrity, being honest with, my, with, with ourselves, because we cannot build lives of integrity, healthy lives, if we can't even be honest internally.
So where do you need to be honest this year? Whew. Let's lighten this up a little bit. So Andy Stanley in his book, um, he says the first question is, um, you know, am I, am I being honest with myself? The, the, he says eventually we need to ask the question, am I being honest with myself really? Like add the word really on the end because we're de- we deceive ourselves and so we'll say we're being honest, but am I really being honest with myself? Because the easiest person to deceive in this world is the person staring at you in the mirror. You can easily deceive yourself and convince yourself of things that just absolutely are not true. So, um, kids, I need some help again. Are you with me? Some of you are. You guys sat on the front row. I'm so sorry. I keep looking at you when I say kids. So I was thinking to myself, sometimes as adults, we need like easier concepts. We need some easy statements that rhyme in order to be able to remember certain things, right? Ruby? Yes? Maybe? I don't know. Just smile. It's good. Okay. So I, I wrote a statement, and maybe there's something here that will be helpful. Here it is. Tell the truth, bear good fruit. Tell a lie, it's humble pie. What do you think? Eh? Okay, so let's say it together and see if it can kind of stick. Here we go. Tell the truth, bear good fruit. Tell a lie, it's humble pie. Now, some of you are like, well, what's humble pie? Humility is good, right? Humble pie is like shame and being embarrassed when the truth comes out. So tell the, tell the truth and you'll begin to bear good fruit. Tell the truth to yourself. Because what Jesus says is out of the heart flows our words and our actions, and if you can tell the truth to yourself, if you can begin to be honest deep inside, good things will come. Tell lies, eventually it's gonna catch up with you. Any testimonies? (laughs) We all have them, don't we? We all can go back to moments in life where we lied to ourselves and tried to convince ourselves of something that we knew was not true and was not good for us, and it led to regrets in life. Come on. If you can't be honest, if we can't be honest about where we are, we can never get to where we want to be. And so I've made horrible decisions in my life that I knew were the wrong. I'll tell you just a, a simple one that's kind of silly. When Robin and I were first married, we, um, we wanted to buy a house, uh, like we do, and we made a, a, a decision on how much house we could afford. And so we said, we can spend X amount of dollars on a house. And we found a house that was a little bit more expensive than what we could afford, and we said, we're gonna offer this number, and if they accept it, we'll do it, and if not, then we're gonna move on to a different house. And so we made the offer, and they turned us down, and they said the offer is what, or the, the price is what the price is, and we said, okay, done. <laughs> it was such a terrible decision. And we knew, we knew what we could afford. And that decision cost us financially, and it actually cost some people in our lives who wanted to help us financially, because we, we lived in that home less than a year. And if we would have made the right decision, the decision we knew, if we would have been honest with ourselves and walked away from that deal, it would have saved us from some financial, which it wasn't that big of a deal, right? Unless it is. 
unless it becomes debt that you struggle with your entire life because of a decision you made that you knew you shouldn't make. Does that make sense? Now, it's just money. It's just money. But money creates other issues in marriage. Any testimonies? Okay, so here's the decision. This is in your journal. Uh, you don't need to write it down. You can take a picture if you want, but this is the decision. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, here's the decision to be made. I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. It's a good decision to start the year. I'm not going to lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. It's, it's when you start to ask the question, am I being honest with myself? How do I make this decision? I'm gonna be honest even when the truth, when, when the honesty makes me feel really bad about who I am or what I'm doing. So being honest is the first step. Andy even says, um, he said, you don't even have to make the right decision, just be honest. That's the starting point. So just be honest with yourself. And some of us need to start there. Just be honest with yourself before you make a decision about why you're making that decision. Don't try to talk yourself into, don't, deceive your, don't allow your heart to deceive you into making a decision that you shouldn't make. Be honest with yourself. So just for a second, I'm gonna give you a couple questions to think this out in your mind, okay? So I love these questions for reflection. Here's number one. How does it feel to know that you are the common denominator in all your bad decisions? How does that make you feel this morning? It's true. We are the common denominator in all of our bad decisions. Now, I know we like to blame all of our decisions on our parents, on the people around us, and all the circumstances we can't handle. But the reality is, the reality is that we're the common denominator in the bad decisions. Maybe not the circumstances, but the bad decisions. Number two, self-leadership is the key to a healthy life. How's your self-leadership these days? How are you at leading yourself in life? Are you being honest? Are you trying to build a life of integrity on a foundation of lies? Or are you allowing that honesty to rule out. Number three, what bad habits do you have and what lies do you need to tell yourself to justify those habits? Whoo! Yeah, sorry about that. Um, in recovery, AA, which I highly recommend, such a powerful, powerful journey, honesty is the first step. Rigorous honesty, I think, is what they talk about. Rigorous honesty. Be honest about the lies you're telling yourself that create the bad habits. You gotta be honest. And then number four, in what area of your life do you need to be brutally honest with yourself? What is it today? What is it this year, the starting point? I know we all like to have these um, resolutions. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. What if our resolution was to, when a decision is in front of us, a major decision, we hit pause we step back and we begin to ask some good questions, some of the questions that even Jesus asks, so that we made better decisions going forward. Wouldn't that be a, a, a good resolution for all of us this year? Have fewer regrets? The psalmist, and I, I'll be done with this, I promise. The psalmist, um, David, asked this question of God, like who can dwell in your house 
who can live on your, on your holy mountain, those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends, such people will stand firm forever. I love that psalm. It's a good one for the beginning of the year. Who, who can... Now, the beauty of the gospel is that Jesus provides what we can't and he gives us his spirit to guide us into these ways of living if we're open to the spirit. That's, that's our part. It's cooperating with God's very spirit to lead us in that direction. So I'm gonna ask you, um, as we close today, I'm gonna ask you to stand and we're gonna sing this one last song that's a great statement um, to, to, finish, or to finish this service, but really to, to kind of create a pathway for our year. And as we do this, um, feel the freedom to move around the room. There's candles in the back of the room that represent, uh, that light represents God's presence, and maybe you want to invite God's presence into your life today. So light a candle. There's communion in the back of the room. There's a prayer wall if you want to write out a prayer. God, in these moments, we invite your spirit to do some work in us, in our hearts and in our minds, to move us in a better direction. God, Jesus asked the question, what good is it to gain the whole world, everything that we think we want, yet lose our soul in the process? Nothing is worth that, God. So I pray your spirit would convict us and move us in the ways of righteousness. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.